Welcome back. We are hopping into another episode today. We are joined by the flower queen herself, and we are going to hop into a little bit of business development strategy. You guys ready? I know you're ready over there, Adrian. Yes, I am. All right. So what can we do to help you out with some business development strategy? Where are you at? Where are you trying to go? And what can we do to help bridge that gap? Well, I've got a customer base now and just want more visibility. So I was talking to somebody about Google, Mm -hmm. where they can review me and that would bring more attention. So I didn't know if that was the way to go. I know I'm not having much success with being consistent with posting. And I'm also looking at what you're saying about not making your um, Facebook or Instagram, a classified ad. Mm-hmm. If you understand that part, you'll be way ahead of where most people ever get. So people want to follow you for your story and for your journey, not what you're always selling them. So there's a great book out there by a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. He talks about this theory saying jab, 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 and then ask or right hook is what he calls it. So the idea that I'm giving value, I'm giving people entertainment, education, for showing them impactful content. And then eventually I can get to the spot where I begin to ask them for something back. And whether that's, hey, sign up for my email list, sign up for, um, you know, we're doing a raffle or a giveaway, or hey, we're doing a special sale this week on X, Y, and Z, or hey, if you have, <clears throat> if you have a big event in your life coming up, make sure you keep us in mind for it. We have to be constantly depositing into those people consistently and then once we've done that for a while, that's when we can start to pull back that ask. Okay. So I've been looking at subscriptions. I was making kind of like a four event type thing last week or a 12th month and get the 13th. Yeah, there's no 13th month, but you know, um, just the 13th thing free and kind of worried about the price point because everything is going up. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to lose money here, trying to bring attention, but I'm also not trying to gouge people with an expensive, you know, thing. And I was wondering, should it be split in payments or, you know, if I'm doing a 12 months, should it be split in payments? Is that going to be easier? What are they getting out of the membership? Are they getting once a month, some, some type of flowers getting sent to them? Yes. Okay. Do they get to pick what it's for? So if in October there's a birthday and then, uh, you know, we're coming into mother's day, father's day, Easter, do they get to pick what each one of those months goes towards? Now for the four event, I was thinking of, um, that it would be whatever Mother's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, or whatever holiday type thing they wanted. And then the 12 month would just be a monthly bouquet and it could be anything. So from, okay, so it sounds like you almost have two different products there, correct? Different products. Okay. 
So getting more visibility around those products, I think you could do fun launches around those. Like, And it's all about within your marketplace, starting to communicate with them around what do they actually want to see from you? So testing it out there and putting it out there. Hey, if I were to do X, Y, and Z, how much would you pay a month for a bouquet of flowers to give to your wife? Or how often did you screw something up at work and you need to give flowers to the right person or to a client or surprise and delight for your client base for businesses that are sending out flowers to their clients? Like, how is it that you could um, work your way through different asks inside the marketplace with good copy and good creative for your posting? So that way you can ask them and just get good feedback and see if those prices work. You might be finding out that some of these people might be willing to pay a lot more than what you're charging. A lot less because I was really surprised and, and I'm gonna, not going to mention the organization, but they came to me with, a, I want something about $20. And it was kind of like, um, we don't do $20. Good for you. Good for you. Most people will bend to their will when somebody comes back with a counter. But you have to know your price and know what the brand is worth. Okay. And oh, and another thing. Um, I'm finding that people are are needing, I'm trying to do more community relation type thing, uh, opening the shop up because I do have a larger venue than what I need to host little pop-ups. And what do you think about that? I love community events. I think they're a great opportunity uh, to bring in the right type of people. As long as it's done correctly, they can be very, very powerful events where I see people get to it, where it typically will flop is when you have an organization that comes in and just, um, they really just want to kind of take advantage of the opportunity, but not really give anything back for it. So I would look at, could you do something for, um, like restaurant tours in the area or restaurant owners to bring them in and do a, um, like a build your own bouquet event for this, for whoever runs their marketing department of restaurants. Right. And then we're bringing in all these other restaurant tours who are trying different things. They're seeing, they're trying it. And then it becomes like the auctioneer model, right. Of, Hey, you know, we've got these, we've got these offerings. They go great for restaurants. It adds life and value into when people first walk into your restaurant. We all know that that's about the first appearance before they even sit down for the meal. And you can start building this story around that versus just trying to shotgun and let anybody and everybody in. I would try to be very specific about each group that you bring in and then see if you can move it along through there. Same thing with retirement centers or facilities saying, hey, you know, this has been a, a really challenging time for the last two years for a lot of you, for your community, for your client base that you serve. What a great opportunity for us to come in and do a senior workshop building day. If you can bring, you know, 30, 40 people here, we have the space to do this. So that way they can enjoy an amazing day. They get what they want, which is a fun and relaxing activity. And they get to bring something home with them. And here's the price for it. Okay. Or a, a planting pot. Right. <laughs> pot and sip. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bring out the wine. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to be doing a little remodeling, you know, I'm, I'm looking for freshness around here. So I just, what would you just like my 
finally get, I'm thinking of a monitor in my window where I could do pictures of my brides. I don't want to make traffic stop, but you know, just little stuff. It's like a slideshow that on the side window that would kind of just bring attention to the shop. And then I've got a beautiful front window. So then we want to invite them to into the inside because I want to do some gift items and stuff like that offering um you know somebody that has candles you know I bring that in and and use those as upsells sure. so uh, I always get really sketched out about putting technology in windows that's just asking for somebody to try to break through it that's what I was thinking too yeah what's always, another I'm always sketched about that. What you could do is you could put really cool like window cling or window graphic and then put that as a call to action. Hey, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, go to our website for a special 10% off code using this. I think there's a lot of other opportunities you could use that retail space for that not only gets, because you have a uh, front window display that's supposed to be your main showstopper. So I wouldn't want to overload people with the amount of stuff that we're asking them to view or to look at. So I would put them towards one central thing. And that's either coming back to the website, coming to a social channel or giving us their name, email, phone number in exchange for some type of discount off their next order. Oh my God, those little scan things, you know, if you scan yeah, like it. Yeah, a QR code. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. And I feel I've never went live with anything. I did do a um, little flower video, you know, about lilies. So maybe some more of those. I'm going to go back and look at your Applecast about stories. What do y'all call that? Copy? Yes. Writing. Yes, there is a podcast episode out there. Let me pull it up real fast. It's um, We go over how to write really good copy for social media posts and really for anything in general. Let me find the exact one. It's an episode 16, how to become a prolific content creator. It's about 20 minutes long. It's a really good episode. We walk through step-by-step how, how are you actually communicating with your audience? Is your content clear and engaging? And then how do you actually create high quality content? So that way, as you're moving through and as you're doing this, it's not just creating noise, but you're actually creating momentum. Because one of the issues I see a lot of is people will just think I have to create all this content or create all this value for people, which is true. Our content has to be valuable. But at the end of the day, we're creating content so that way I've one point in time, we can exchange value with that customer. And typically that's in the form of monetary dollars, right? We're giving them valuable content. They're giving us dollars in exchange. And when that machine doesn't happen or is it, or that it isn't reciprocal, that's when we have issues. And this podcast episode will teach you how to move through that process. Okay. So doing things like you're doing with the, the microphone and, you know, using, I just got this high tech iPhone 13, and I guess I need to do something with it. So, I mean, doing videos, maybe even doing videos of me 
doing what I do. Yeah. Yes. And then have somebody that, you know, create or edit those and then just post them out for you. Right. We, you need to think of it as almost like you are the talk show host or you are the, uh, like the spotlight channel is on you for 10 to 15 minutes every day. Just create one to two minute little videos of you creating bouquets or arrangements. And then just every, every time that you're doing that, it just becomes a habit. And then as those videos go out, you'll get better and better feedback from people out there as far as, Hey, this video did great based off of the amount of engagement. This video didn't do great. What do we do in this one that we didn't do in that one? Hey, well, we put this type of music inside of this video. It was happy. It was upbeat and it did really well. Or, Hey, we have a, uh, this, this bouquet that we're building or this arrangement is for, um, is for a funeral. So maybe we play a little bit of sadder music when we're putting the video out there and it does better or worse. Right. Until we put out a ton of content like that, you'll never know which is going to perform best. But what I would recommend with that is if you're going to do Instagram, which I would recommend doing Instagram and TikTok for this, I would do Instagram reels, which are vertical based videos and the same thing for TikTok. And you can actually share that content back and forth. You'll hear a lot of people say, don't share them back and forth. But for where you're at right now, I would just create it, share them back and forth, do a little bit of testing and see what happens. Because if you're doing that every day, and you're creating two to three arrangements every day, that's more content in a day than most people put out in a week. So you would already be winning just by doing that and having somebody put it out there for you. Okay. And what's the name of the book? Is Gary Vayner? Gary Vaynerchuk is the author, but the book name is called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And he talks about this model of that you have to give, give, give before you can finally ask in return. Okay. Okay. The other one that I would recommend is that if you're moving down this path, I would look at a book called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin. He talks about how to create brands and products that are unique and unforgettable. So with something as that's a commodity like flowers, right? Anybody can go and buy flowers, but it's up to you as the arranger and you as the visionary to really create that vision and create that stunning beauty out of what nature already has for us. You have to really create a unique experience around what you do. So between those two books, if you implement on both of those, you'll be light years ahead of where you are now. Amazon. Amazon for both. for both of them. Yep. All right. Well, I'm liking the window, the window graphic thing. And I want to get with the, the two books and it's kind of... Just build my, I already have TikToks, but I'm going to, I kind of mix that with personal. So I'm going to do. A, um, That's okay. Oh, I, really? Yes. Was, it's, it's totally okay that your brand intermixes with your personal life. In fact, it's better that it does because eventually what's going to end up happening is if all you post are flower videos, it all becomes the same. So the oh. fact that you're intermixing your personal life gives more depth to your brand. And everybody, people do business with other people that they know, like, and trust. We don't do business with the logo. So the idea that I, I want to connect with Adrian because of who she is and her personality and her knowledge and her background and her insight into how she got here and what she's doing with this is just as powerful as what you're creating with flowers. Okay. I thought my, I thought my story would be kind of boring, you know, no. but. 
Bro, you've got so many stories. Most people, so a little bit of background. I've I've known you for what about two and a half, three years now. Can you hear me? Yeah. Adrian, how, so how, how long have we been connected? We've known each other for what, like a few years now? 2019. Yeah. So people don't know about your military background. They don't know about, about your father. They don't know about all these amazing stories that you've told over the time that really, it, it's almost like the Martha Stewart approach, right? As she's building and doing these things and talking about it, she's telling stories. <laughs> You're right. Right. Like she's not just sitting there saying, we're going to put this flower here and this one there, and then use this type of ribbon, right? She's telling engaging stories with the audience because it pulls them in and gets them sucked into that story more. Right. I've been sucked in. That's so funny. Yep. Or Bob Ross. Bob Ross does a great job of this. If you want to learn how to, uh, you know, be informational with what you're doing while still telling stories, Bob Ross is a great example to watch. And just look at how he does this as he's moving through. So he'll give a little bit of instruction. And then it's, hey, if you're trying this at home and you, and you didn't do that right, oh, that's okay. It's all just a happy little accident, right? Or if a flower broke, oh, that's okay. We can do this here and put this here. And then it's totally hidden so nobody sees it, right? All these things stack. So we're telling stories while we're informing them. And that's what creates the really cool and interesting content. Because now they're coming to you for you and not just for the flower, which they can get from any other channel. Wow, that sounds good. And you can do the little funny anecdotes. Yeah, make it funny. Make it personalized. <laughs> oh, this is great. All right. Cool. Sounds- is, there, is there anything else we can help you out with? Oh, I got uh, more than enough here. So the first <laughs> um, just so um, dot the I's, cross the T's. I'm going to get these books and start digging into these books first. I think that's my first step to kind of see how I want to go about it. And Oh, lastly, so how do I get those? um, Because I use Square and they, you know, they rate me when I send a receipt on Square. How do I transfer that to uh, rate me on Google? I would put them inside of your CRM and then use it that way. So most CRMs have automation functions where you can send them to your Google link to leave a review. So if you know that they did a great, or you know, you know, after every purchase that that has to go out, I would just move it inside of your CRM. Well, and I saw that, um, I saw that post and I looked up what is a CRM and I don't have one. I don't have that system. I would I would definitely look at adding that into your budget for the next few months. First-party data has become super essential. First-party data is that it's data that you own. You own your client's name, email, phone number, billing address, contact info, what their favorite flavor of ice cream is. You own all that data yourself versus being reliant upon Facebook or Google to own that data for you. So by having that data yourself, you can really start to build out custom marketing strategies that don't even have to rely on a lot of money to invest into text messages anymore, two to three cents a send for a customer. So would you say that a Google review is worth two to three cents of a text message send? 
Um, I don't know. I would. I would say I'd pay somebody two or three cents to say something publicly good about me. Oh, okay. So I think now, do, is this a software? Yes, yeah, so the CRM is a computer software that runs. Um, it runs on websites anymore. So it's all electronically held, but it would automatically do that. So, and this is stuff you and I can talk about offline later too. But one of the things that I would use for this is one called Go High Level. So Go High Level, let's say somebody purchases from you, right? So from the very time they book on your website, a form would be filled out, right? The form gets uh, automatically or automated back to Go High Level. So whenever somebody submits the form, they get a notification, hey, we have your order form. It'll be you know, three to four days by the time it's done or ready for pickup. And then after they've picked it up, you move them through your customer pipeline. They've paid, they've checked out. They get moved into the next spot of your sales process, which would be the follow-up or the thank you process. And then that's when that link would get sent. That can all be automated within your backend system. So you're constantly building that backend marketing structure and not just focused all the time on bringing in new clients. I think I have to... Um, work with my website about that because I don't have anything that generates like a thank you until I actually put the purchase in and I input that myself and like I said that's square doing it but it's not going out I mean I get like I said I get the reviews but mm -hmm. nobody's reviews. yeah if you so you can push that link to them using a CRM so after they've purchased it'll automatically send to them all right. That sounds good, Alex. We'll talk right. soon. Yep. We'll talk soon. Thank you.